This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Um, so welcome, welcome back to the Swerve for another week of banter. Quarantine. Another quarantine. Yeah, I guess we should say state that again. Still in quarantine. So audio is still shit, but uh, we'll make do with it. Um, For those of you first-time listeners to this podcast, um, basically our, our premise is super simple. We're just three random guys with a mission to understand everything in the universe, one weird topic at a time. So each week we pick a topic. We know nothing about it. We dive into it. We dissect it. We discuss it. And we just try and make sense of it. So, but we also have another important component. While getting plastered. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, maybe not plastered. Correct. Well, maybe not plastered, but crushing back a few pops for sure. A couple so what are we drinking? I think, are we all drinking the same thing? <laughs> are we? I'm, I'm on Corona. I am also on Corona. Oh, weird. Corona. <laughs> Corona cheers. The Swerve podcast sponsored by COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. Fighting that, fire with fire. Know, fighting that virus. We finally got our sponsor. <laughs> we could, uh, I think that's one we could all agree on, Corona. <laughs> hey, actually, we should reach out to them because they probably uh, need promotion. <laughs> you mean so, chess boxing? World chess boxing? I don't know. Did you talk to them? Did they get back to you? No, I didn't talk to them. I totally forgot to get my rating. Me too. Totally forgot. Hundred percent forgot. Totally forgot. That was my. That was my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Totally fine. So, uh, I've been uh, in quarantine life. Me and some of the fellas, we've been playing Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, it's fun. Just it is. I'm. that's all I fucking do, it's man. Free. <laughs> well, it's it's uh it's kind of like Fortnite, like the same kind of style of game. Like I don't know what those are. They're like it's like a battle royale. You like drop. Yeah, it's a battle royale, but Call of Duty version. Yeah, so free you roll. drop into. Yeah. No. You, well, yeah. Well, you could play with like teams and shit, but oh, or really? do like solos. You could, so you could do like a group of four. You like drop in. You loot. You 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 find all your shit that you need, and then just you know fight to the death basically as soon as you die you're done basically your team can buy you back but it's not like you just yeah. keep respawning. and me and the some of the boys we just every day after work it's like hey who's online let's do it <laughs> and it's just let's knock back some beers and play some Warzone. what uh what system are you using uh playstation mm. 
but we keep the cross though. Yeah, yeah, that's the good thing about it. Huh. Because most of my a lot of my buddies have PCs as well. So we're all playing together still. So. Um in other news, what's uh <laughs> what's our topic this week? So this week we are talking about Operation Mockingbird. Nice. So I guess for those of you who don't know, we'll just do a little gist on it. Just kind of get into it. We just dive into the basics. Let's dive into the basics. All right. Operation Mockingbird was an alleged, very large-scale attempt to, I guess, persuade, persuade people by controlling media, like kind of like using a version of propaganda. And it's also a time that spy warfare kind of hit its peak. This was during the Cold War. Yeah. So that had a lot to play into it too. So it's kind of like spies manipulating media on propaganda and trying to sway people to believe in things to basically justify a war that's not being fought. Yeah, I don't think it was alleged. I think it was completely uncovered. I mean, it's like a real thing that... Uh... It was a real operation, yeah. but... It had like, and there was exposés done on it, but it no one has corroborated. Like, from the, I, I guess we should say that the CIA was the, yeah, spearheading factor for this, and they have never actually full on admitted that they used any of these. Okay, well, maybe they haven't admitted. I don't actually have that, but I'm pretty sure the documents for it are completely open. Yes, secret. there are a lot of documents. Yeah. Basically, like, yeah, it was like um, it, the CIA was infiltrating the media for a period of like two decades. Um, so like the top media sources in uh, the United States, um, well, not even just the United States, kind of all over the place, they were trying to infiltrate media so that they could control um, the ideology at the time. They had obviously like an anti-Soviet ideology agenda. So they were just trying to use the media in whatever ways they could. Um, yeah, one of the funny ways that they tried to use it was by persuading the media and persuading people to turn on communists. That's kind of how they tried to locate communists within the U.S. And as a result of actually Operation Mockingbird, they made 11 arrests on U.S. soil of convicted yeah. or accused communists. They were... I don't, I don't even, I remember looking into that. They were all like Hollywood actors, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of the main uh, areas they used Operation Mockingbird was through newspaper outlets. So they would buy off journalists, buy newspaper outlets, and then eventually they moved into Hollywood and started making movies. So it's kind of funny. Like if you were to look back into World War One, that's exactly what like World War One and World War Two. So the, World War II, sorry, not that's what the Nazis did against the Jewish people. And now you have the US government doing this to the US citizens against communism and at that time the Russia. Soviet Union. Soviet Union. Yes, the hammer and sickle, you are correct. I think, yeah, like their main target, like the CIA's main target for this operation was to like recruit and use journalists because i mean we should also mm -hmm. mention like 
this is obviously pre-internet. So like journalists and media sources are really like the only source of information, like spread of information. Um, and like what I was reading, it was kind of like low key. So like you'd have like a CIA operative completely identify themselves and just kind of roll up and like arrange a lunch or a coffee date or just like a casual drink with like a, a journalist for say like the New York times or something. And they'd be like, Oh, Hey, you know, like I work with the CIA and I hear you're going to do some investigation in this country in the next week. Um, why don't you just, uh, let me know what's going on. And they're just like, and then like the journalists would be like, Oh, a CIA guy's talking to me. That's kind of cool. Of course. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do you this favor. Like they wouldn't even, there wouldn't even be an exchange of money. A lot of the time it was just like, like a casual conversation. Like these CIA people would just like take journalists out to lunch and just like, meh, why don't you just, uh, spy for us? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, if they, like they, they did do that where if they knew that there was a story that was going to happen, they would want additional information from that directly from the source, the journalists themselves. But there was times where they would actually ask journalists to specifically go and research a single topic. So then they'd have an asset, I guess, in that location or, or yeah. in that country. Oh, yeah. So in times like those is when money was used and they would try and target people who had some sort of financial issues or just something there that would make them yeah. much more open to the idea of being an, an asset. Yeah, they definitely did pay journalists too, but I just thought it was funny that like some people were just, it was just like a casual thing like any other day. They just like take them out to coffee and like just ask them. So like that's basically what it was. It was the CIA trying to use journalists in all forms to be like the eyes and ears of the CIA kind of all over the world or within America. Um, are you aware of who the head of the CIA was at that time? Uh, Operation Mockingbird was? I have Alan Dulles. Okay. So he was, and then the head, the director of Operation Mockingbird. Do you know no, who, I don't was? who that is? No. That was uh, George H.W. Bush. What? Yeah. Like the, like senior. Yeah. Like be before he became president? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was the director what? of it, and he's the one who actually imposed stricter um, policies than to hide what they had done. Well, that's fucked up, man, because George, the same guy you're talking about, we're not like, for our audiences who don't know, like, we're not talking about George the most recent George W. Bush, like not W. We're yeah, talking about w. the old senior. One. Yeah. yeah. He ended Operation Mockingbird in 1991. He mm. did. But in February, 1976, <laughs> he was, uh, he was a director who announced like more restrictive policy. Cause he was the one who was fucking running it. So he was behind Didn't the scenes running it. it. Partly. Yes. Was and he denying he, it at the time? No. So like they, they, they didn't have really that it was like him, but then he's like, it just turned out that like, he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, we've been doing this and now we're just gonna ease back a lot. And he, he imposed more policies in there to kind of like 
end relationships with journalists, like support his agents to end relationships with journalists. So basically, was in he, he was a part of in managing it, but he was also a part in dissolving, in restricting it, and dissolving it. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> Just like, of course, a politician would be playing both sides of the coin. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's kind of funny because wasn't there is was like so like the Watergate scandal? Yeah, uh, that was kind of part of it, and that kind of led to Nixon having to step step down. So the Watergate scandal did precede the expose of uh, Mocking. Well, Mockingbird actually got exposed twice, three times actually. So first time was through a book that someone who was working on it and they're writing, and they exposed a bit of it. And then there was a journalist who ran an expose on it. And then the Watergate's the the Watergate scandal happened. And because of that, because they're like, oh, they're monitoring citizens and all this, this. Then the uh, then there was another expose on this. It was in the same year, actually. I'm was, not Operation Mockingbird. Uh, okay, so the book. Do we know what the book was called? Or who wrote it? Uh, yes. One second. We may have listeners interested in that. But I think the expose, was that by the guy, like Bernstein or whatever? If you remember his name's like I forget his first name, but something Bernstein. He wrote that. Like a, that was a reporter who did the expose. Yeah, he did like a twenty-five thousand yeah. word expose. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, honestly that's where I got most of my information. That was when the book was written. That that's when the expose by Carla Bernstein was written. The book was actually proceeding to that, which spurred on Carl Bernstein. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now because I, I I thought I had a what, note of it, but I what's don't. the book called? I'm going to look at it. It's one second. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah. Um, well, I guess that's kind of funny. It's, it's funny enough. Like the CIA is using journalists um, to collect information, but a journalist ends up bringing them down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of. Well, the thing is like they didn't, they didn't control all the newsstands. No, no. So I have a, a stat here that, the CIA owned 25 newspapers, like publishers. That's a lot though. And like, I mean, okay, okay. just to like put it into perspective, um, it was like big shit. Like the New York Times, Time Magazine, CBS, the New York Post, the New York Herald Tribune, Louisville Courier Journal. Um, like American Broadcasting Company, the National Broadcasting Company, the Associated Press, United Press Internationals, Hearst Newspapers, Scripps Howard, Newsweek Magazine, uh, Miami Herald, the Saturday Evening Post. Like, there's a lot. And like I said, at the time, newspaper was it. That's how you got your information. It's not like now where we have the internet. Um, yeah, like newspaper a newspaper source, especially like the New York times or like time magazine. Um, that's big. Like you have a lot of influence with those sources. But I mean, like the, you can even control the fucking internet, right? Like you can, oh, like in China, like they restrict everything. Yeah. No, it's, you can still do the same, but it's like, like what's going on in COVID man. There's no way, no way their numbers just, are correct. Uh, quickly here. The book is called the invisible government. It's right. by David Wise and Thomas B. Ross. Okay. Shadow government. <laughs> what year was that? I'm just curious for the timeline. 
1953, I believe. And then 1953? 1953. Holy shit. So that's really... Because I thought the... I thought that Operation Mockingbird started 1953. So Operation Mockingbird... Uh, apparently they say like 53 was when it was revealed that it was kind of running through this oh. book, but it was, it might've been like, there's no official answer on it, but it could have been yeah. running before that as, as far back as 1947, 1948. So 1953 is when the book came out and then the same year reporter, Carl Bernstein ended up doing his expose on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think like the other thing that's important is like why why would you use journalists like why why try infiltrate media sources obviously like we just said it's pretty big at the time but I think the other thing too the if you're a journalist and you're going to another country to do some kind of reporting you just have like unusual access into the host country so like you're permitted to travel into areas that would might be off limit to like say tourists or something. So you just have like better access. The other thing too, um, as a journalist, like you can kind of like cultivate sources from government or like academic institutions, scientific communities or military establishments. Cause you can just be like, Hey, I'm a journalist and I'm looking into this and I'm a, I'm from the U S and I'm here this amount of days can i speak to someone in your department you know what i mean i'm an american and i speak american (laughs) like yeah you you can kind of just gain access into things whereas if you went over there as like a cia agent you're not getting let into anything and you're probably watched yourself type of thing yeah you'd have to be like a spy and then being a spy is not a good thing because if you get caught being a spy it's like why the fuck is America sending spies? You know, it just creates conflict. But if you just have a run-of-the-old mill journalist just doing reporting who just happens to debrief with the CIA when he gets back, you know, it's kind of hard to prove anything. So I think that's kind of why they were targeting them. Um, what was There's another thing, too, that the journalists were doing. Um, they could, like, I guess journalists, they, like, they have a lot of like interpersonal relationships with a lot of sources. So like heads, like we're saying heads of big institutions, um, they might know the journalists personally. So they might, you know, be more buddy, buddy with them when they hear that they're coming into the country, you know, so they get access to like different events where it might be more casual conversation. So they can get more, what's the word, like unfiltered info. So basically like journalists are like the perfect, spy or mole if you can use them correctly so i think that's kind of what the the cia was trying to do with this operation oh definitely yeah the other thing okay i just another thing with the journalists so when they're doing all this reporting and collecting information another thing that they were used for was to identify possible targets to convert oh. into spies Oh, really? So, yeah, they would come back. So they're basically field agents then. Yeah, that's exactly right. They were were essentially field agents um, under the guy. Like, they probably didn't even think of themselves of of that. They're probably like, oh, the CIA just asked me to do a couple things and give them a little bit of information. But, like, (laughs) basically, yeah, they're field agents is is what went down. 
Now, when you say field agents, do you think they are trained in the ways of goat hunting? No. <laughs> not like little militias? No, I don't think that they... Uh... No, just that's asking, actually asking, so crazy. Just, ask, just asking for a friend. So, I mean, that's pretty yeah, crazy. They did end up owning 25 newspapers, I guess, at that time. Yeah. Um, later, like, so there was another expose done by a reporter called Deborah De- Deborah Davis okay in 1979 and that reporter basically exposed that the Washington Post was also owned by the CIA at that time of Project Mockingbird cool. and that okay. was headed by Catherine Graham that's deadly because I didn't have that because most of my source was that like 25,000 word uh, was it Carl? Is it Carl or Charles Bernstein? Charles. Yeah, that Charles uh, Bernstein. So that was before what you're saying. So that's that's interesting because I didn't have that they had the Washington Post, but so they, they had every in, every major source. Basically. In 1979, that X was yeah. came out, which was far after it got shut down. Because I think it was in '76 that it got shut down, right? Uh, 1991. That was when. 91. Oh, yeah, it was that? That's when. Uh, George Bush, he uh, dissolved it. He's like, no more CIA interaction with the media. Hmm. But I mean, I'm sure it's just better kept secret, I would assume. Oh, yeah. The, church, the reason I was thinking 1976, that's when the church committee did their uh, investigation. What's the church committee? I didn't see that. So the church committee, a guy, a senator by the name of Frank Church, Frank Church, sorry, Frank. <laughs> Frank Church started a investigation in 1975 into Project Mockingbird, Operation okay. Mockingbird, and basically it was to expose or identify what was actually happening if there was like giant media control by the CIA. Okay. So uh, he deposed a head member or the head of the CIA at the time, who was William Colby. He ended up deposing him, and it was actually televised and everything. So that was pretty crazy. And yeah, at, at, at that same time, so it's kind of funny, like those started in 1975. And by the end of 1976, like the Bush, like George H.W. Bush, ended up imposing such strong restrictions and policies on this that any field agents who had assets, like journal journalist assets, were told to drop them. So okay. all journalists were like dropped, but the CIA still kept the newspapers. Like if they owned the, the newspaper, they would keep the newspaper, but drop all the journalists. So then they couldn't be linked to journalists and like exposing that, but, but they could still own the infrastructure. So it just made it more... Less hard to expose. Exactly. Or, sorry, less easy to expose. Less easy, yeah. So it made harder it harder to, to expose. expose. Yeah. And then because they dropped their uh, the journalists, they were no longer doing criminal activity because they weren't coercing someone into doing something that they shouldn't. That's fucking crazy. I mean, at the same time though, like I get it from the CIA's point of view, like their whole job is to gather info, like information. So it's like. I don't know. Journalists make sense. Like they're, they're going to different countries. They're getting inside. They're getting behind closed doors. They're just going to see stuff like 
for instance, I had some quotes, like it would be simple things. So like, say like a journalist was like going to Yugoslavia or something, they'd be like, Hey, can you just, uh, you know, like when you go there, keep your eye out. Like, are the, are, are there paved streets? Did you see any airplanes anywhere? Were there any signs of military presence? Um, when you're there, did you, how many Soviets did you see? And if you met a Soviet, what was his name? Like things like that. Like they would just be like basic questions uh, just to, just to gather information. So like, I don't even know if it was like super hardcore all the time. It could have just been like, how's the city functioning? And that was just mm. a way for them to get that info. Well, Yugoslavia was a satellite country for Russia. Yeah, yeah that was so just, that, that was just sense. like a random example, <laughs> not specific, but um, what was the other thing? So I guess they use the journalists too, but they also, uh, like you were saying with the newspapers, they planted false information um, yeah. in like different countries and like foreign governments. So like they would put misinformation that would be advantageous for American policy. So what we should mention <laughs> is they didn't only own newspapers within the U.S. Yes. and journalists. They owned journalists and newspapers in other countries. Yes. So, for example, like some of the stuff they would print was like, America wins battle. America wins this war. Um, locals upset that Americans weren't let in with all these like drugs and food for the poor. So then they would get the own country's people to rise up against and get pissed off at them. Yeah. It's very smart. Um, like when you think about, like, that's what I was saying from the CIA's perspective, it's like, why, like, of course you're going to exploit this. It's too, there's too much advantage to being able to have the media on your side. Um, some of the journalists were like really high profile too. Like it wasn't, I think from what I read in total, there was about 400 American journalists at least mm -hmm. that were used, but some of them were like um, Pulitzer Prize winning journalists. Like they weren't, you know, like it wasn't just like some Joe Schmo. It was like, yeah, they were just like recruiting up and comer at a journal college. Like they were getting pretty well published people. And even like the, I think the direct, what are they called? What's the head of a newspaper called? Editor? Uh, maybe editor the editors. Maybe, yeah, editor or editor-in-chief or something. But yeah, they were targeting these types of people as well. Yeah. So like, One of the big ones was uh, Phil Graham from the Washington Post was also targeted. It's like <laughs> one of the bigger names. So funny. Just like classic government i think uh the other thing that i was looking at was like so like i said a lot of the journalists were just like volunteers basically because the cia would just casually get them to do things but the ones that were paid it was always in cash so like what that implies no traceability can't trace it so it's like they kind of know they kind of knew they were up to some shady stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's That's coercion, right? You're like, you're asking to do something that could potentially not only like get them killed, it would expose other people, like other countries' national secrets. Um, <laughs> it would give an, an edge in battle or 
politics. Yeah. It's just funny. Like, I just like how they just like went to lunch. Like I could just totally see some CIA guy just like sitting down and just like, mm, you take cream in your coffee and like giving him a coffee. And then like the guy's like, who the fuck is this? And he's like drinking the coffee. And then he's just like, sits down and like slowly pushes over an envelope. He's like, maybe you'll look into these. And he opens it and it's just like, you know, I don't know, like five grand or something. That slides over the envelope. He's like, dessert is served. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just some, just some basic bullshit. So Do you want this envelope? Do you like what you see? Mm-hmm. Then you'll do this. Why does it sound German again? <laughs> I don't know. They're everywhere, man. Because we have one. Well, you think the Americans are doing it. The Germans will. The Germans are doing it for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, spy warfare was definitely like the bit. Well, even to this day, probably it's the biggest thing there is in terms of wars that are happening that are not seen and known by people. Like, wasn't it Russia that like a few years ago had something ridiculous, like fifteen billion dollars put into a like an a, a sanctuary or like some sort of headquarters that were far more advanced than the Pentagon? Dude, I have no idea. I only know what I look into for this. And like cyber like, warfare, like that's <laughs> like literally the next war. <laughs> oh totally- yeah, cyber warfare is hardcore shit. Yeah. I've seen some... And you're doing the same thing. You're data mining. You're just trying to gain, like, more information right. on on targets. Oh, dude, I'm sure it's it's probably... It's so much worse now, I would say, with everybody putting their personal information on the web. Like, there's fingerprints on all of us, like, for different... Whether it's for a corporation that knows your personal fingerprint or whether it's a government that knows it, like, this is all out there. Like, you know what I mean? Um, it's kind of crazy to think about. But, like, what do you do? I mean, personal data, that's, like, a huge... That's how companies make money, right? Because if you can target ads that generate sales based on certain demographics, and you have perfect or near-perfect information on that demographic... Have like, you guys... Uh... You just win. Have you guys seen that new update by Facebook? It was like, it was this month. An update went through that basically tracks your location, your usage, what like, so they can track like what you're spending your money on. And if you're using like your phone or something, it can track what apps you're using, can track where you're going. And it does this all while offline. So you don't have to be using Facebook whatsoever, as long as you have it downloaded. Yeah, see, it, uh, so like if you do get a chance, you should turn that off. <laughs> well, uh, it's called the yeah. privacy lock, but see, yeah, it's things like that. It's just like no one hears about this stuff and it's just constantly going on. How can, how can they, how can you collect more data from people without them? Well, it's like that stupid, uh, generate sales. Like who's going to take the time to read like conditions? It's like, Oh, it's like, yeah. For an account, it's like 50 pages of like jargon. Like, who's who the hell is going to read that? You just want to accept so you can get doing what the hell you want to do. I think South Park made the best critique on that. (laughs) I don't know if you saw that. Am I the only one that's not? Oh, my God. I will have to look at it. I ceased to exist for a minute. Jesus. 
Dragon. God damn it. This doesn't even <laughs> We should okay, well um I'll just spew out some more information I have. Yeah, go for I'll, it. Uh, D Dragon gets back. Uh, so we were saying that they recruit journalists, and that was pretty obvious, but the thing is uh it wasn't just journalists so they would recruit like freelancers stingers um they would also like columnists and commentators so like not even like actual well i guess maybe they're classified as a reporter but not really just people who make you know like they're just doing a column in a newspaper like they would enlist them they'd also target the editors so like you know like the the more upper echelon within Mm -hmm. the media newspaper media business publishers and broadcast executives as well so it wasn't just journalists it was kind of all over the place yeah i did read that they actually funded a couple of movies in hollywood but i don't have Mm. which movies they were like so i'm I'm not sure on that yeah that that doesn't surprise me uh that's pretty crazy because if you think about it that's that's millions of dollars you're putting into a single movie but how much bang do you get for your buck off that like if you can make a movie that makes someone hate Soviet Union ideology or at least love the American ideology. Like, it's just such a big, it's worth it. Well, in a sense, they did. They caught 11 communists on U.S. soil or 11 people who supported communism. I see. I wonder, how deep, were... I wonder how deep that went. Like, with, to me, 11 people, I thought it would have been worse. It might have been worse. Like there could be other people suspected, but these are eleven people that they that they actually arrested and took him off to God knows where, who were weren't released because they were Soviet um, sympathizers was the term. Sympathizers, spies, like whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they were arrested without trial or anything. I think some actors too. They were blacklisted as mm-hmm. as well. So like. They just couldn't find work after that. So I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, overall, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know if I have, I don't, I don't have too much more detail than what we've kind of discussed, but I just think like, I don't know. I'm not surprised at all. Um, And honestly, like, I don't even know how much harm was done with this like it's shady but like i don't know like of course that's gonna happen like you're gonna use your assets to get an edge and like of course it's not like it's not like they were threatening people with death like they were just like you know taking the journalist out to lunch i don't know like maybe giving them a quick hand job or something and nothing illegal yeah like (laughs) (laughs) quick hj under the table no big deal yeah, just a quick. But I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, you know, like that stuff goes on now. Like you're saying with the Facebook stuff. Like, I so well. Disgusting. I hate that. I hate that companies just know so much about you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And they're listening. And I get it's interesting all- that we're talking about that. One of the uh, posts, I guess, or one of the places place I got my information from they mentioned that that like there's a very very high prob- probability and they've seen like found evidence that there's con- like different projects or operations running right now under different names which are doing the exact same thing and the thing is like now with 
the cyber warfare and all the social media, it's a hundred percent easier to do what they were doing back then. And it costs oh, them sure. far oh. less. <laughs> yes. Ways. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like you guys were talking about this, like it doesn't really sound any different than what goes on now, except that's just how they had to do it. They had to control the newspapers mm-hmm. and, and reporters, but now it's like just control online and. Yeah, well, like know. you've heard of the Russian troll farms, right? Have you guys no. heard of this? Oh, no. fuck, well, I'll update you. It's fucking crazy. So basically in the 2016 elections with Trump, mm-hmm. Russia, it was in their interest to have Donald Trump become the president, right? Um, okay. You know, well, like Putin and Trump are but- somewhat buddy-buddy. So yeah. it was Russia wants Trump in the States rather than Hillary. So Russia... They create these what they have been become known as Russian troll farms, where they just have, you know, like suites of people make hilarious memes in Russia, pretending that they're American citizens, posting these hilarious memes in the states that are like anti-Clinton or anti <laughs> or pro-Trump, or they would make like Facebook groups or different social media groups like a Russian pretending he's an American or she's an American. And the memes are so funny that people would join these groups and then they would get, you know, thousands of people in these groups or they'd just be influencing thousands of people through just funny memes to sway the election. That's amazing. That's so, so great. That's literally what they did. It's hilarious. So like, what's the difference? Like, that stuff happens now. I know, but that's the thing. People deny it. Like, Russia will deny that for sure but it's been completely exposed and uncovered we could actually do a topic on it probably it's pretty in-depth that actually would be good that actually would be a good topic yeah (laughs) so it's just funny and like the the states same thing like they deny they're like oh we don't do this either but it's like of course everybody's doing this everywhere (laughs) deny till you die yeah it's 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 just one of those things if you don't do it you don't have an edge like when your girl tries to, I don't know, you like eat the last piece of pizza, you just deny till you die. Like, Did you eat that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just trying to think of an analogy on the top. Don't Is that your strategy? You. What? Is that your strategy? Deny it. Just deny it. Deny till you die. Does it work for you? But, yeah. Like, if you're the only one in the house, how does that work? It's <laughs> just the only. <laughs> What? If I'm the only one in the house and the last slice of pizza is gone and she's accusing you, how do you get away with it? I know someone broke in and ate it, obviously. <laughs> Maybe she ate it when she, she was sleepy and forgot. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you were just Maybe. fucking sleepy, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it fell on the floor. We just had to throw it out. I don't know. Oh, damn. Uh but uh, I guess looking back on this operation, it was actually one of the most successful operations the CIA had like in its history in, in terms of how much information they collected and how large scale it was with like no hitches for quite a while. It, did so, I mean, it, was, it was an operation for over two decades mm-hmm. that we know of. That we know of, yeah. So that sounds pretty deadly. There's links to it back to like 1940s, 1950s as well. So mm-hmm. it's 
I guess that's the biggest issue is like you you don't even know what you can and can't trust anymore. Well, I feel like in this day and age, it's even harder to discern what yeah. is true and what's not. Because it's like all news. I hate using the term. Like, it's like fake news. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess for like, all what, our what, listeners, what, like... What news source fact can you trust? Check. <laughs> but how do you go about fact-checking? Like, if all your sources are bogus? Well, that's the thing. And, like, the funny thing is, like, if you... Like, m- most of our information now is Google. Like, you go to Google, you Google something. Right. But if you have people like SEOs, like search engine oh, yeah. optimization, right. if you have people like prompting something else, for example, like those Russian farmers, troll farmers, they could easily manipulate stuff like oh, that good. to make it appear more like who's going to go to like page 30 or 40 of Google. Like no one Dude. fucking goes to page past page like four or five. That was like Carol Baskin that. putting her tigers at the top of the page. Well, that's true too. Like Carol Baskin clearly fucking killed her husband. And Literally, there's no information on. <laughs> like, you can't find any reliable information about this. Um, but like you were saying about Google, um, there's actually there was. Have you heard of Project Veritas? No. It's basically it's just like this. It's it's this guy. He's a hardcore journalist, and he'll get people to whistleblow in different companies and they kind of, if you're a whistleblower, really the only outlet you can go to is project Veritas because well, like, I don't know, you can't go to other news sources because they'll just, it's not safe. So a lot of people go to this guy to break different news stories. And one of them was this guy in Google who outlined Google had like, like you were just saying how they manipulate search they had this whole thing where they were manipulating uh, search. So it favored like left leaning policies. So like the Democrats. So basically a ton of Republican or pro Republican websites, they were essentially blacklisted off the search engine. And this guy (laughs) uncovered a shitload of different documents linking all that together. And he came forth and he spewed it out on this uh, project Veritas website. It's it was a, decently big um so i mean like that shit's clearly going on and it's it's interesting like well we're just in like we're in an age where all our information or like nearly a hundred percent of information comes from online sources or like online repositories and that's so easily manipulated like with people with the skills like China's probably already having like fucking as soon as a kid's born, they're probably trained like on a computer how to hack till the age of like 30 or 40, whatever. Like, and our, our, like at least I don't think our governments are doing that, but they fucking could be. Like, we don't know. There's, but, yeah, like, well, there's clearly, I don't know. The amount of security that we have is like, oh, yeah, it was like military security, military security for this and that. But at the same time, it's like, as secure as we are, we're just as unsecure because we could just be hacked at any time. Like if you look at uh, Edward Snowden, he actually worked on a project where they could turn like your phone off. Like your phone would appear off to you and you couldn't use it or anything, but it would still be recording and transmitting yeah. your audio and video to whoever's yeah. on the other fucking end of it. That's why I have a shit cell phone that you can't do fucking anything <laughs> with. <laughs> Which is like, just because you're cheap. <laughs> hey well it's a win-win 
It's not just that. Like you have audio on your phone. Every phone has fucking audio and they can just turn it on and listen. No, you can't. Dude, you can't. You can. have, apps don't work on my phone. You can't do you don't, you don't need an app. No, my phone doesn't. Like, you can't do anything with my phone, I promise you. Dude, I, it, this, my phone's gutted. All, it's gutted. There's like nothing I can tell. It has GPS on it. Nope. Doesn't tell me it can't be tracked. I can't, I can't Google map. I can't maps anything. Do you use a service provider? Nope. Or, or what do you mean? Like for my cell phone plan? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you're pinging off a cell tower every time. Oh, yeah, you no, I'm, their phone. I'm, pinging, I'm pinging off cell towers. So you're being tracked. And because no, yeah. Being, okay. I'm not being, yeah, of course I'm being tracked that way. No, but am I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, if they if you're pinging off a cell tower, they they not only know your location, they can turn on your audio, like because your phone does have audio, regardless if you have an app or not. They're okay. able to turn on the audio. Who's they though? Who, like my fucking service provider is going to turn off. Oh, you mean a hacker? Yeah. I don't know. How do they get into my? I don't know. I don't know anything about hacking. How do they get into my shit cell phone? Like I don't, I, I don't have data. I don't have anything. Like you can't, how are you going to connect to me? Through a cell tower. You're going to call they would send me? a signal. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to call me and I'll pick up? Like, well, no, they, they, they can <laughs> like send a signal to your phone that will okay. turn on your audio and you won't even know it. Like it won't vibrate or a fucking ring or anything. And they've actually like, the, so Edward Snowden actually, there's video of him doing this with professors from uh, MIT He's doing this with professors on phones and he's just turning them on and they appear off. Uh, yeah, I believe actually that's where I watched it. So I'll check it out. Like, I'm not, su- I'm not surprised at all that this stuff happens because just a story. I remember one time we were out at sushi and we were talking about, uh, we just were talking about Iceland randomly on how it was actually like a nice place and it might be cool to go there. And like the next day, like, okay, my phone doesn't have anything. Like, my phone doesn't do fucking anything. But I think one of your guys' phones heard that conversation and, like, somehow knew through your social media and my social media that we were linked. I started getting ads to Iceland. <laughs> like, tickets, it's like buy tickets to Iceland on my Facebook. Yeah, and like, those are pretty crazy. It, it, I don't think my phone was doing it. It's possible, but unlikely because it's gutted. But I think it was so sensitive that it just knew. It was like, hey, these four people were talking about Iceland. Iceland travel, target them with your ad. <laughs> when were we talking about Iceland? Or are you just making something up? Uh, maybe, you, I don't actually think you were there. Speaking of phones, I took my case off and your, my phone's so much nicer without a case on it. I guess if you're looking to Operation Mockingbird and you're looking to Edward Snowden, what he did, like what his program was used for was essentially Operation Mockingbird on a cyber scale. Like the NSA. Yeah. So while working for the NSA, like Edward Snowden developed a program that could monitor, monitor people and like kind of track and stuff like that. And it was supposed to be used for good purposes but then the military just militarized it right or the nsa so i guess that that in a sense is operation mockingbird but more recent yeah i think one thing that's important 
to the listeners is if you want to avoid being tracked, just go to your uh, one of your kitchen cupboards and take out a roll of aluminum foil and put it around your face. And if you just walk with tinfoil all over your head, fashioned as like some kind of helmet, um, you can't be tracked. So I think that's one important thing that came out of my research that you I want could to also do. just wrap your phone in tinfoil and it would do the exact and same put it thing. in the microwave at the same time. <laughs> and then you can't be tracked. That's how that's how I gutted my phone. I put it in wrapped it in tinfoil and threw it in the microwave and it works. Haven't been tracked since. So please don't do that. We don't want to be responsible for any floor. deaths or any who's tracking you, Magnum. What's that? Like, why are you being tracked? Your government, I've anyone been, who wants to target you for sales, any I'm company okay. that wants I'm, I'm profit. I'm high profile. I got fucking black helicopters outside my... <laughs> You're a big fucking deal. I'm a big deal. I gotta wrap my head in tinfoil. Like, it's not easy out here for me. I don't know. What do you guys do to not get tracked? I just get tracked. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just get jet. I mean, I, I work with algorithms almost daily, so it's kind of impossible for me not to do it, <laughs> not to get tracked. Mm. What do you think the probability is someone throws their cell phone in the microwave after listening to this? I think there'll <laughs> be like maybe one. It, so say that we have like, eventually 10,000 listeners i think there'll be one idiot who ends up doing it so it was worth saying it i mean if you're trying to cleanse the earth of idiots then yes <laughs> no, i'm not trying to cleanse what is this fucking what's this not fucking talk? no <laughs> all this nazi talk <laughs> if, if you're trying to cause harm to someone who no, I'm is trying to help people. i'm trying to help people not be tracked significantly dumber than us Hey, if you yes. microwave your, you your cell phone, you ain't being tracked by it. Yeah, but if <laughs> you put tinfoil in, that's, that's also fact. causing poisonous gas. Is it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else okay. to say about it. I don't know. I'm a big deal. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to not, I'm trying to keep a low profile here. Um, I don't know. Do we want to, uh, final do, we, thoughts. do we have more to say about this or do we want final thoughts here? I don't know. I'm kind of, uh, I've gone over all my points and information I collected. So yeah, I don't, I don't have anything more to add other than what we talked I didn't hear about. much from dragon though. No, you guys were, I had notes, but you guys are kind of way more on top of it than I was. So, <laughs> um yeah no i don't know am i doing final thoughts i guess yeah, I, I, sure. yeah i'll just do a summary quick i mean yeah do a summary okay so basically yeah overall it's a cia program to infiltrate the media in this united states the whole point of it was because during the cold war to promote capitalist ideology versus soviet leaning ideology Communist. Yeah, communist ideology. So they take over journalists, infiltrate them, uh, get them to volunteer to help them or pay some of them, and basically just uh, 
convert journalists into CIA field operatives and <laughs> use that to gather information. But not only that, they took over, like we said, a bunch of news sources and uh, used that to plant false information yeah. in different countries, et cetera. Yeah, and not just they, the U.S. They controlled yeah. journalists and newspapers throughout other countries yeah. too. So, And it wasn't uh, any different than probably what's going on now. So there it is. That's what happens. Fucking so what's, fucking so what's the question yeah. at hand for final thoughts or off the fence? Oh, I, guess, I guess, do you believe that this is still no. re- relevant? Or I would, I would, oh, I guess, yeah, I think we should today. say like, like, I don't know, like, just this event is clearly how governments act. And it's like, are we okay with this type of behavior? I I guess, uh, Dragon, take us away. Man, okay, are we okay with this? I don't, yeah, I guess. Man, that's a tough question. It is. Uh, I mean, I guess personally, I've just accepted it because I'm definitely one of those guys with like the fucking, the Google Homes, the the fancy phone, the... uh, (laughs) I don't give a shit. Like, bring it on. I'm not hiding anything. Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> they warned us of this. I warned us of this. Um, fuck, are we okay with it? I mean, I guess I am okay with it because, like I said, I just accepted it. So, I mean, fuck it. They're going to get their information regardless. So, I mean, it means I can say, hey, Google, and get my fucking weather. Oh my god! Fuck yeah! Bring it on! Fuck! I'm All right, com- Magnum. You seem to have some well, something to say about that. I'm the complete opposite. I I'm okay. Let me just. This is nuanced because I agree that for a nation state to function, you need to find ways to have ad- you need to have advantages over other nation states. Otherwise, you become used or exploited by other nation states. So there's a huge incentive to, to find an edge. And in order, in order to find an edge, you have to do things like this. You need information. So I'm not surprised that tactics like this are used to gain information to, I don't know, in the name of preserving whatever values your nation state holds dear. The problem with that is, especially now, it's, it's not even a nation state thing. Like the governments do this, but it's also big corporations. They have the same access to data. And I don't feel like that data is being used. I feel like we're, we are all being exploited for our data and I'm not okay with that. And I think that's kind of where I stand. It's just like, it should be very, it should be made explicit that this is what's happening with your data and we're using it to make X amount of money and there should be some kind of payback for it. Like dragon, you've accepted it and you are okay with putting your data out there. You should be compensated for that. If, if Google or Facebook or whatever company is making X amount of money off this, like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars off your data, you should get a kickback for making your data available myself. I don't want to make my data available. And I should be okay. It should be okay for me to do that. And I just don't get a kickback. I'd be a hundred percent okay with that because I could do any sort of money. 
for sure. Well, see, and to me, that system, at least there's some kind of justice to it and some kind of fair ground. I changed, my, I changed my answer. I want that to happen. Hey, yeah. hey, Google. Because it's not fair. It's not, I don't think it's right um, to be able to control demographics because you know the data lets you predict things that would be otherwise unpredictable. And I don't know, I just think, I don't think it's good. And I don't think a society can function long-term when that's the case. I guess uh, I'm in a weird position because I do work with computers on a daily basis. So on one hand, if I had my way, I would prefer that I could still use all my technology, but not be tracked whatsoever. Yes. Like that would be my ideal stance, but because we're in a, we're in a place that if you're using any form of technology, you're being tracked in some way, shape or form. So I'm not happy about it. Like it fucking sucks because obviously I'm going to get exploited. I'm going to get targeted by ads or by things that will appeal to me. So in that sense, it's shitty, but in that sense, it's also kind of good to be targeted by things that you want to see. But what I don't condone is having affirmation and sold to other parties. So I'd be targeted with things I don't want or don't necessarily need. Not only that, at the same time, anything you do, I guess, do say or write is recorded and there's a permanent, and I mean a permanent existence of that for the rest of time, as long as we have technology. Like even if you delete it, it's still recorded. You can still dig up that within metadata, which is absolutely absurd to me. So in terms of that, I absolutely 100% disagree with it. But because of the age we're living in, that's 100% unavoidable. Hmm. So I hate to kind of like, if I had, if I had my way, I, I would like to be against it. I, I would I would say no to it. But no matter no. what I say, well, I'm saying okay. I'm saying no, but it doesn't fucking matter. Well, I agree. It's, it's an upward battle, but I mean, well, for instance, here's one thing I can tell you, you like there's ways to get around stuff like this. So like, have you heard of like, everybody uses Google Chrome, right? As a web browser. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of brave? I have not heard of brave. So brave, nothing gets, tr- it's nothing is tracked or anything. You don't get any ads. Any website you go to, there's not no ads on the side or anything. There's no tra- it completely. So blocked. it's like a incognito mode, but permanent. Uh it could be. I don't. I don't actually know how it works, but that's what you can use. And okay. Instead of using Google, there's like DuckDuckGo. Um, they don't keep record. Like what I'm saying is, there's a there's a movement towards anti data collection. So there is a movement towards it. that, and you like, 100. There. So their server there hosts Brave. So Brave is being hosted on a server and it's not collecting any data. However, if there is a hacker who accesses that server, they can yeah. see what you're doing, even though like it doesn't record it. So in real time, they could see what, what you're doing, but they wouldn't be able to record it themselves unless they sure. have video camera recording it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, no matter like how, to what extent we go to now, there's no way of avoiding trails. Unless you were to go like completely off the grid, like no electronics, like go somewhere in the mountains and just live out the rest of your life. Well, that's an option. 
but I'm just saying, like, there's technology that exists that prevents that and still lets you use technology. To a degree. To a degree, yes. Yeah. And well, the other thing with Brave, too, you can turn it on. Like, say, say you're fine with seeing ads. You can turn it on and allow them to collect data. But when they send you, anytime you get ads, you get a, like a reward kickback. And I'm not sure how it works because I don't use that. Mm. But like they give you rewards that you can use to like purchase stuff. So like kind of like I was saying before, they should be paying you for your data. Brave kind of lets that happen. It's kind of well, I'll have to look into that. I uh, I'd recommend I'm it. You just it's free it. to download, um, and it, it's it's way faster because there's no fucking ads. Because like ads slow down every web page so they much. They do. So it's just it's just crystal fast. Like it's funny. Like if you use incognito mode or basically that's in, incognito mode is. I guess on Google Chrome, private browser is on Internet Explorer or Edge or anything like that. It's so basically what that is. It's ad-free, and you're doing the same thing, and, you, and you, it's not tracking you. It's not supposed to be well, tracking yeah, you. Yeah, but it's fucking Google. And- but at the same time, like, <laughs> even though they might not be tracking you, they'll be tracking the search itself. Correct. Yeah, so, they'll be using Yeah, That's right. Like, so they won't have an, a number associated to you, but again, like, um, well, I guess we're all in agreement that it's stupid and it sucks, but I should get some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Mockingbird, interesting topic, parallels with what's going on today. Very It'd be interesting to very see what relevant. happens when the AI overlords take over. And have complete control. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's... That could be within the next like twenty years too. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably sooner than that. I would bet. <laughs> All right. Well, let's thank our uh, sponsors. Thank you to Sidestepping the Sun, a band that sponsored, <laughs> that provided the, that provided the audio for our intro and outro music. Are you holding birth control? Yeah. No, it's uh, my stomach pills. Okay. Um, also, we're going to keep thanking our unofficial sponsor, El Yucateco Hot Sauce, for making an excellent hot sauce that's habanero-based, so it's super spicy. I personally throw this on my eggs. Uh, any fuck, if I'm making a sandwich, sauce it on that. Really, almost anything that you can eat, I throw they it on. It in, uh, in Safeway. Yeah, it's... Oh, you got it? I found it in Safeway. I didn't buy any, but I found it there. (sighs) Well, anyways, to them, hats off. Um, I think that's it. What else do we need to say? Furthermore, follow us on all of our social media platforms and be tracked for the rest of your life. Uh, They include Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We will soon be on all of the podcast hosting services. So you can find us on Apple iTunes or anything you do us to podcast through and be on the lookout for our webpage coming soon. All right. Slap that voice. Slap that ass. Ride that wave.